Welcome to Living Water Radio. Omicron is the 15th letter in the Greek alphabet. It's the name given to the current variant of the coronavirus. It has many other uses, though. Today, we're going to look at five of them. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We did a video podcast blog called Pronouncing Omicron last week. If you haven't seen or heard or read them, then spoiler alert, the O is pronounced like the O in not, Omicron. Since then, new cases of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus have surged, though in some places they seem to be leveling off. Nevertheless, L.A. County posted nearly 42,000 cases a day last week, a new record. We are now averaging 38,000 cases a day. That's a huge improvement, but hey, 38,000 cases a day. Hospitals are filling up again, and healthcare professionals are burning out. I spoke with a doctor at Cedars-Sinai who said that his hospital was 110% full, mostly the result of coronavirus patients. Vaccines, as I said in the video podcast blog last week, will not necessarily prevent us from getting the Omicron variant, but they change its effect on us to being a horrible few days at home instead of a horrible long hospital stay and death. More importantly, they make it way less likely that we will transmit the virus to someone else. That is why we take the precautions and get our vaccines, because we are Christians and we live for others in response to the selfless love that God has first shown us in Jesus Christ. But the letter O pronounced Omicron in the Greek alphabet, the original language with which the New Testament was written, has many uses other than as a designation for a variant of the coronavirus. It's used to begin words in New Testament Biblical Greek. Here are five of them. The first word is adas. Adas, which has a breathing mark pointed at the word, so it is pronounced hadas, is used 101 times in the New Testament and means way, road, journey, conduct in Biblical Greek. Fun fact, Words in Biblical Greek are said to have glosses instead of definitions, because, as in all languages, there isn't a precise word in English for every word in Biblical Greek. Hadas reminds us that we are on our way. In our journey, Jesus is the way. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Our conduct is a natural, organic outcome of our relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the way. As C.S. Lewis said, one road leads home, 
and a thousand roads lead into the wilderness. Jesus is the way. The second word is amathumadon. Amathumadon has the same breath mark, so it's pronounced homothumadon, is used 11 times in the New Testament and means with one mind. Can we even conceive of being of one mind with a group of people today? Paul counsels this in Romans chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are divided in the church as in the world over politics, behavior, and health. We are united in the church as not in the world by our common relationship with the one true living God in Jesus Christ. Let's focus on what unites us and not lose our ability to proclaim it in the world. We can focus on what is important, our witness to what God is and has done for us in Jesus Christ, as in the next word. The third word is amologeo. Amologeo, breathing mark, so homologeo, the last O is an omega, so it's pronounced with a long O as in tone, is used 26 times in the New Testament and means I confess or profess. We say the same thing that God says. We say it because we are in a relationship of faith with God. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, starting at the 32nd verse, Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. We are not vague about what we believe, and we offer the world a coherent and cohesive alternative worldview that begins with creation and fall, proceeds with the history of salvation, calls us to faith and baptism in the present, and extends forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ and eternal life with a new heaven and a new earth. If we don't present an alternative, who are we? Ross Duthat, a conservative who was a senior editor of the Atlantic magazine and is now a columnist for the New York Times, writes about how most of American Christianity's current wounds have been self-inflicted in his 2012 book, Bad Religion, How We Became a Nation of Heretics. Toward the end of the book, he observes that Christianity has been in similar decline several times in its history, and two things have brought it back, holy living and the arts. The renewal of the church begins with our confession and our profession, and then our expression of the work of God in Jesus Christ. The fourth word is arao. Arao, same breathing mark, so horao. The last O is an omega, so it's pronounced with a long O as in tone. Arao is used 454 times in the New Testament and means I see, notice, experience. A classic leadership illustration describes the difference between being a worker, a manager, and a leader. A worker does the work that he or she knows how to do. A manager decides what work to do, and a leader knows the larger vision for why the work is being done. 
Workers cut through the jungle. Managers make sure they have enough workers. They get fed and paid, etc. And the leader is the one who climbs a tree, looks out and yells, Wrong jungle! A vision gives us a look at the bigger picture. It's another way of seeing. There is a difference between sight and insight, as Jesus often said in Matthew 13, beginning at the 14th verse. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen, but never understand, and you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they might not look with their eyes, and listen with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. The fifth word is aras. Aras is used 63 times in the New Testament and means mountain or hill. The church has a mountain to climb in today's culture, but we are not alone. God is with us, not to be our partner, but to be our God, so that we are empowered to see what God is doing and to be a part of it. Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter and James and John, to a mountaintop with him. Moses and Elijah, representatives of the law and the prophets, appeared. A cloud covered them, and God spoke his affirmation and command regarding Jesus. The disciples saw the big picture regarding who Jesus was. And when it was over, this happens in Matthew 17, beginning at the sixth verse. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself, alone. These five words, hodos, homothumadon, homologeo, horao, and oros, remind us that Jesus is the way, that we find our unity in Jesus, that we are witnesses for Jesus, to look to God to let us understand what we see, and that when and that when we come down from the mountain, to keep our eyes on Jesus only. We are cautious and concerned for the physical needs of others during this pandemic, especially during this very contagious Omicron surge. Let us show the world a similar life-changing concern for the world in its relationship with God. How do these five words guide us? For one thing, they all start with the letter Omicron. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church, 
Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.